Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism, the Gilmore Girls podcast. As I like to say, Gilmore Girls is the coffee and we're the shot of cynicism. Definitely. Even so though cynical. neither either even though neither of us drink coffee. No, we don't. Which is weird. And we named our podcast after coffee. It doesn't matter. So the Gilmore Girls yeah, drink coffee. That's our love for Gilmore Girls. Yes. I'm Eleni. I'm Jeffrey. Today we are discussing Episode ten. Episode ten of season two, the Bracebridge Dinner. This is my favorite episode of the season. Brace yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's very that's cheesy. Good. That was good. That You're ready to be a father. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, this. I was even thinking that it might be one of my favorites of the whole show. No, well, I wouldn't Just, go that far. No? Okay, no. Of, the, of the season, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think it's my favorite of the season. Yeah. With a couple of other ones maybe thrown in there as a wild card. It's probably like a, it's probably like one of the most beloved episodes, though. I, I think, think so. Like, I think I just love the fact that it brings everyone together, yeah. all these different personalities. That's what I really love. Um, do we want to talk about some drama that's been happening? On the social media verse? Yeah. It's not even... Ugh, is it drama? No, it's like speculation. It's speculation that's been happening. On the Twitter, Twitterverse, the Twitterverse and Instagram. Yeah, I think it started on Instagram, right? Because you found, did you find that screenshot? I found that com. I don't know what I found anymore. So if you don't know what we're referring to, apparently, apparently, um. There's so m- the first thing that happened was that Tank Sade, who is the actor that plays Finn. Yes, Logan's friend Finn. Logan's friend, hilarious friend Finn, tweeted um, a picture of um like the life and death brigade gang Mm -hmm. and he wrote 2020 here we come baby yeah now i and i think you also thought that this was just like a happy new year kind of thing i mean i didn't really read read that much into it me either because i had no idea who that was and i was like until you said the until you said that was the actor who played fan i was like oh okay so fine i'll speak for myself then (laughs) i thought it was just him saying like happy new year yeah that's mine i'm moving it over okay those are our mugs. <laughs> um, our, so tra- I, our trademarked mugs. Yeah, no, they're not trademarked. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was just him saying Happy New Year. But a lot of people were freaking out because they're like, oh my God, this mean there's new episodes coming? There's a spinoff? What's going on? And I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So a lot of people were, were Can, freaking out about but that. But like... Yes, go on. Like... I'm not even describing as a C-list star. Like, who even, you know, like, what, like, I'm not even going to say it was for happy, like, I don't even know, I don't even know how to articulate myself right now. Like, just blah, 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 blah. Like, like usual. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not even going to say I wanted to read that much into it. I was like, okay. I feel like, that. you know what I mean? I feel like it was, I feel like sometimes celebrities, I mean, I'm using the word celebrities very, very Lose, loose, loosely. <laughs> I feel like they just kind of sometimes post whatever they want. Honestly, I really don't think he thought it was anything weird either. I thought he was just saying, yo, happy new year, guys. Ciao. <laughs> yeah, even that. Like, I mean, listen. So a lot of people were commenting, there's been rumors about another year in the life. Don't know where she heard that. Um, think he's just in a, excited for the next new year. Um, it could be true, but if it was confirmed, would Tank really be the one to announce That's exactly. It? That's like- a really good point. Um, I mean, I haven't read anything from, say, Lauren or someone who may be a little bit more credible. Also, wouldn't more cast members be tweeting slash posting about it if it were true? Yes. However. Very good point. On that note, since I mentioned, you know, like, C-list, D-list stars, like, the thing is, when things like that happen, it's like the stars it's like, it's like the lesser known stars who are more likely to spill the beans than I think it is they're way more excited too because they're like yes a job <laughs> <laughs> okay well i don't know if this actor has done any other i don't know about that work. he's australian so maybe he does stuff in australia i yeah. have no idea but <laughs> all of that to say in the past depending on you know the show or the movie or whatever i think it it's historically been like the lesser known stars who tend to spill the beans either you know a purposely or not on purpose like accidentally so yeah like you said because yay i have work now like you know that's kind of bitter and mean but it's true but i it's true like i said i don't know if he does anything in australia and i wasn't really trying to be mean no it was just the fact that you're right a lot of the times it's the secondary characters who tend to spill more than the so because i think it's just because the other ones have other shit going on they're not thinking about it as much even if there was something going on and because in, at least in terms of social media, like the bigger stars obviously know that their platform is a little more 
sacred, shall we say? Yeah. And that like a lot of like they have a lot well, of. Well, case in point, you didn't know who Tank Said was. Exactly. So, yeah. so they have like a lot of followers, and they're gonna like if some if you just all of a sudden post something that's you know like you have to like that's like if you listen to any interviews with like you know big name stars, mm-hmm. depending on the person, obviously they know that like social media is it's is a bit of a conundrum in that yeah, way where it's like sure. you have to be careful what you say for sure um the other one that i found so that was step that was the first that was the first thing so those were the bread, those are the breadcrumbs and then the same day i found this so this girl um it's on instagram i don't know where it was posted diana c412 said i was at warner bros studio last weekend because they were open for the holidays and was told a new gilmore girl show was already in the pipeline don't know what that means but already in the works. In the works, yeah. So then somebody wrote, oh my God, really give us the details. And she replied back, the tour guide is a big Gilmore Girls fan, Team Jess, but we disagree. I was okay, well, there. we're not friends then. What's her name? Can you relax? What's her name? No, I'm not telling you. Oh my God. Listen, <laughs> I, bitch, we're not friends. Stop. <laughs> so she said, I was there for the lunch at Lorelai's event. He said he can't wait to find out the baby daddy. I said, what? And he said, oh, yeah, another year in the life is in the works. Okay. So she posted that. And then I, I wrote, what in the name of Carol King is fucking going on? <laughs> um, so Can we back up for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm going to be, mo- I would be more inclined to believe. Tanksaid? An actor who's been on the show. I was going to say, yeah. Then, then I'm the tour sorry, guide. a tour guide? Like, yeah. give me a break. So this, this person, this lady responded as if a a tour guide would know this information which is true and be pretty sure anyone working at a film studio has to sign an nda to not talk about undisclosed information totally. she's 100 percent right but you know people spill the beans all the time yeah so, i know however um, like yes again i'm just gonna go with i'll believe it when i see it because this kind of stuff just drives oh, for sure. this kind of stuff just drives me nuts absolutely but i wanted to get the word out there because I, I wanted to know what people thought so and, say, this, and say that we broke the news first. No, we didn't. We obviously did not. No, 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 no. We did not break the news we're first. We're very late. We're, we're very, very late. We're very lazy. Um, <laughs> so this other girl wrote, yeah, I call BS, LOL. Ever since the revival first aired, these rumors of, oh my God, I was told by the sister of the brother of the stylist. So exactly. Do you, so do you mean the sister of the stylist? Shut up. She's, she's, trying, to, she's trying to make <laughs> a point. There's no more. And if that guide has doubts on who the baby is, he definitely didn't know squat. Exactly. So I wrote back, a lot of people think that Logan isn't the father and that the Wookiee is. It's true. I've, I don't think that, obviously, because... It doesn't the who? Sense. The Wookiee. That oh. she, the one that she had on One Night Sandwich. Right, yeah. I don't think that, but it's been circulating a lot. Like, when the season first aired, it was really, like... Mm-hmm. In, they were talking about it a lot. So then this person writes back, LOL. Then a lot of people didn't really pay attention to the show they watched. Oh, for sure. And somebody else replied to her, biology tells us Logan is the father. ASP even said the, do- the, the dad was an obvious choice. Um, and then she was being sassy and wrote, but as you know, biology is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. Um, and then this other lady wrote, which is very true. I'm going to keep saying it's not going to happen until they announce it. Yeah. Which is very, very smart, Sadie. Congrats. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say I don't like speculation. Like, obviously, no, but, but I like, need to hear I, it from somebody yeah, more credible and than I, the fucking tour guide. Yeah, exactly. And I also feel like I won't like, I'm not going to say with like the Gilmore Girls fandoms. I don't, I don't like, are they, are, are they, is the Gilmore fan, Gilmore Girls fandom historically, you know, accurate? <laughs> sorry, like, not historically accurate, but like, uh, historically speaking, are they like, um, find that word? Vicious? Yes. And like, do you want me to prove to you how vicious they are? Like, I know, like, I know every fandom is vicious in a sense. But do you want me to prove to you how vicious they are? Please. There was another screenshot going around. Okay. For I mean, a... we know they're vicious in terms of like, you know, the Scott Patterson fan who attacked us, right? Scott Patterson fan. Yeah. The... Do you mean Jared Padalecki fan? That that was a different story. But the, <laughs> the, the, the fan who deleted the the, the Scott Patterson. Oh, because I because we tweeted about um him calling Lorelai ugly. <laughs> I had to kiss ugly. <laughs> first kiss was ugly. Like, yeah, you love that. Oh, that brought me. you so much joy. Kills me every time. No, so there was another. This is month going back months. I don't know why I kept it, but I figured we would talk about it eventually. Which we are. So good yeah. Thinking. Well, this this is going back to December tenth. There was something going around. Um, it was a Gilmore Girls community. That's the name of the group on Facebook. And this girl that's an admin wrote a post says important announcement. And I'll just read it to you and then tell me this doesn't prove your point that they're vicious. <laughs> as you are all aware, 
I'm not, I don't know the person's, I can't pronounce the person's name, but whatever, has been removed from our group's as admin and member we wanted to clear the air about some things she had started abusing her power and would delete posts slash comments and remove members that didn't align with her views she also would get defensive and wouldn't listen when we disagreed which was most of the time we made the decision to remove her (laughs) and we hope that we can move forward as a better group that treats their members with respect this has gone on for way too long and we should have removed her a long time ago um if you sorry if you know any previous members who are banned from the group <laughs> and they would like to return please have them message us and we'll look into removing the ban and accept them back if you're getting so upset <laughs> <laughs> and deleting comments and removing like and banning people from the group there's something wrong. yeah and you, I'm not there's g- something else going on in your life I don't even know if vicious. Yeah, that for sure. But <laughs> I don't even know if vicious is the right word. That's vicious for that. Like, come on. Yeah, I know, but I'm not like obviously that, that that's like bad. But I'm You're saying banned like, from the Gilmore Girls community. Is, was that like on Facebook or something? Yeah, it's a Facebook okay, group. Okay. I think it's like a very big fan page on Facebook. Okay, I'm just saying like. She was batting people? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like... Nope, you're not Team Jess? Fuck you. I don't know if she's Team Jess, but I'm just saying, you know? It would be like, every time somebody posts Dean comments, I'd be like, nope, gone. Deleted yeah, from the least, earth. Yeah, at least we don't, like, delete people's comments. No, they delete their own comments, yeah, they if do. anything. That's the thing with us, where it's like someone gets so upset with us, and then we want to talk about their comments, and then they delete In it. In a respectful manner. Yeah. And they delete it because they get embarrassed. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, what they do. But yeah, anyways. like, I think, I don't know, it depends on, obviously, like, on the source material. So, like, Gilmore Girls, I think, depends on, you know, what kind of demographic that draws. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's typically, a, you know, let's just say it's typically, like, girls and gays who like <laughs> who like uh, Gilmore Girls. So, like... Our next podcast is going to be called Girls and Gays. Yes. <laughs> um, so, like... I don't know. I think no. I get it. I think depend. Just... It depends on who's in the fandom. Yeah. Depends on how vicious it is. Yeah. So that girls doesn't... and gays tend to be vicious. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But like, I think One Direction, the the One Direction fandom is probably at the top of all time crazy. Can I just say something? That Those ju- girls are fucking crazy. Actually, one of them wrote a fan fiction that became a book that became a movie. movie. If you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> It's on Prime. If you have not seen this movie and you need a good laugh, oh, for the love of God, please watch this movie. I didn't watch it, but you told Can me you to watch it. Can you watch this movie, What's please? What's it called again? It's called After. Yes, okay. Can you please watch this movie? One of my other friends watched it. So the thing is, me... I watched the movie. So I was looking at something. I don't know how we got on this fucking topic. Long story short, I watched the movie, okay? Then I find out it's based on a book. Then I find out that the book is based on a fan fiction that a fan wrote about Harry Styles. Yeah. I didn't know you could write fan fiction about real people. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing? I didn't know that. So I was like, if the book is this, if the movie's this hilarious, imagine the source material. Yeah. So I borrowed the book from the library. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, it right. started off, yeah, I remember no, I was texting. No, con- no contractions. It started off really hilarious, like terrible dialogue. Nobody acts like this. I was just it, giggling with glee when I read it. And then I just couldn't take it anymore. Because it was, it was, just, that. It was just terribly written. Yeah, I was going to say it was But really the movie, bad. worth watching for an hour and a half just to ha- fucking laugh your ass off. Um, nobody has sex like that. If anyone's <laughs> listening and you've read and you've seen the movie, nobody has sex like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna like. <laughs> I'm not, I thought of something. Else. Um, <laughs> I like. It's yeah. Um, fan fiction about real people is a real thing. That's a, yeah. All this I to actually, say, we we got on this topic because you said One Direction fans were crazy. I actually know more fan fiction about real people than I do about. That's like, ridiculous in my head. Like I know a lot of like about like what I know a lot about fiction like a lot of f- fan fiction about fiction but yeah I, that's why the fan fiction was there's a, there's also a lot of fan fiction about, about who real people. and what there's a lot of Shawn Mendes fan fiction oh my mama yes I've read a little bit of it oh and by God. a little bit I mean a lot but what of it. is it but what does it do 
What, um, what's written? Like, is it a girl that fantasizes about like meeting Shawn Mendes? There's a lot of there's there's a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's also I'm so intrigued. I turn my chair to look him dead in the face. I'm so. <laughs> there's intrigued. also a series that um that I that I read um <laughs> a series yeah, that he read. <laughs> yes, yeah, like it's like six parts. Um, it's it's um oh. it's um it's about um. It's about Sean Mendes and Nick Jonas, and they're dating in the series. Oh, they gay. Yeah. So oh. I read all of it. You read all the sexy scenes? Mm-hmm. All the, like, actual explicit yeah. sex scenes? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah, so that happened. Anyway. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, I'll send you the link if you want. No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I don't like Sean Mendes. Um... What were we talking about anyway? The the whole speculation, speculation. thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we, we got a little, back on topic. We got a little off track there. Yeah. Um, All this to say that every fandom has their crazies. Anyway, let's pretend this never happened. I mean, um, I'm definitely gonna pretend you never told me that you <laughs> you read about Joe Jonas. And Nick Jonas. Is there a difference? Yes, they're both very attractive, but yes, there is a difference. Who's the lamo one? Kevin. You mean Kevin Jonas? Like out of the three? Yeah. Kevin, unfortunately. However, if you if you've all we're very off topic. If you, <laughs> if you have seen the Jonas Brothers documentary, no, why that, would I watch that? that? Came out on Prime Video last summer. Prime Video, just a fountain of beautifulness. Yeah. Um. Uh, Joe and Nick treated Kevin like shit in the. You at can the end tell. Of it. And like, I felt so bad for him because like they did this whole confessional like set up where it was like they were in Australia and this like they rented a whole house and it was like a whole thing where they were on vacation together in Australia in the beginning and they like kind of wanted to just like air 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 all of it out like yeah. all the stuff they'd never talked about in, in order for them to move forward to the band whatever okay. and coincidentally the cameras were there just to pick up on it yeah and they, they like kind of played a card game where you had to like you know, tell the truth about something or whatever. Anyway, and so... Truth, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, so one of the questions, I don't remember who, I think, I think it was, well, obviously it was, either, it was either Joe or Nick who got the question. It was like, how come in 2013 um, you performed all Jonas Brothers songs at the Jingle Ball and whatever. So whatever, what ended up happening was at the Jingle Ball, whatever that was, in 2013, uh, after the Jonas Brothers had broken up that year, Joe and Nick went and performed, but the, the whole thing was they were going to perform their solo songs. Mm. And what ended up happening was they performed all Jonas Brothers songs, but Kevin wasn't there. Poor Kevin. And so I'm, I'm guessing Kevin wrote that question and wanted to know, like, why you... The s- fuck? Why you said you were going to go... Like, and the whole thing was that, like, they booked the Jonas Brothers and they were like, they told Kevin, it's fine. Like, because they were, they were, like, so bitter and mad at each other at that point. So, like, it's fine. You don't have to come. We're just going to perform our solo songs. But you didn't. They didn't. So I'm like, you treated Kevin like shit. He did not deserve that. And then you fucking idiot Nick Jonas went on to do a fucking song called Toothbrush. No, not Toothbrush. (laughs) Yes. No. There was champagne problems. There was uh, bacon. Excuse me. (laughs) There's no Toothbrush song. Yes, there's a Toothbrush song. By Nick Jonas. By him and... Not Nick Jonas. You said Nick Jonas. I did? Okay. I can't keep them straight. Joe Jonas. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. With his... Banned in quotation marks. Oh, DNC. What yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, I didn't follow them, so. Baby, you don't have to rush. You could leave your toothbrush at the oh, place. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that. I That's about, terrible. I blocked it out. That's terrible. See, I blocked it out. That's I repressed it. Your mom it. really likes one of those songs. Yeah. Cake by the Ocean. <laughs> That's what, what the fuck does that mean? When, when the Jonas Brothers got back together, she's like, I'm upset. I like DNC. I'm like, you, you, they had one song yeah. that everybody knew. I remember your mom when she first broke her ankle, her knee. Uh, she like, yeah, she like tore the ligament. Yeah. Um, that Christmas party, she couldn't get up obviously because she had her cane. Mm -hmm. That song came up. Debbie was right up. Yeah. That, Debbie's like, no, I got to dance to the song. Can't Mm -hmm. move, but I got it. There's a lot of hip action. I I hate it. it. I hate that song. I don't like it either. Mostly because I don't know what it means. What does cake by the ocean mean? You, you want me to explain that? Is it a thing? It's it's like it's a it's an innuendo. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll look it up later. It, okay, uh, we're okay. Let's. Okay, the Bracebridge Dinner <laughs> episode title. Let's pretend this never happened. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Um, Bracebridge Dinner. Before that, last comment is that in what I was gonna say was craziest fandoms I know: One Direction and General Hospital. The General Hospital fandom is crazy. Honestly, for a fandom. For a show that airs every day, yeah, 
for you to be that invested it's it's and it's scary to and me. again it, it it it's like it has it, it um it has to do Somebody with no i don't watch general i don't watch general hospital okay. anymore um <laughs> yeah that in his little afterthoughts um no it's just it's like it has to do with like who's in the fandom and it's a lot it's like just like middle-aged women who like aren't very versed with social media and just like it causes a lot of tension because they don't really and they get they get upset and it's like they're they think they're married to the people on the screen it's like okay you're delusional so they're like writing fan fiction too. yeah it's um there's a lot of delusion all right fandom. fine anyway the bracebridge dinner the bracebridge dinner um this episode starts with a snowman building contest snow woman ah yes but only in stars hollow oh. Only in Sarah's Hollow. Because this guy took out like an ice contour. Okay, but how is it like I've like I've seen kind of um like snowman building contests in like fairs or whatever, like in county fairs. What kind of fairs are you going to? I haven't been to one. I've seen it like on the news. What kind of news are you watching? But like the like snowman building contests are a thing outside of No, like, I get it. I know, but like How the hell are you gonna that was over the top. But how are you gonna, you know, take a what was it, a sander he had? And he was like, mm, like Yeah, yeah, he was like <laughs> Contouring. This is the only way I can. It's the only verb that comes to mind. He was contouring his man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very. I did um, not like that. It was you like show off. I'm not even gonna call it over the top. Like what's the, like what's even the right word? It is to over des- the top. What's even the right word to describe? Pretentious. Pretentious. That's there good. you go. Yeah. Arrogant, it, like arrogant. Arrogant. Yeah. It is, and he like fucking has the balls to like wave at them <laughs> as he's doing it. Like, what do you think? <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate this man with a fire. I know that was the best. Um, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Rune is oh, back. I'm gonna say Jess. Oh, both Rune and Jess are back. Jess never leaves. Jess is always right. Jess here. never leaved. Is that what you said? Jess never leaves. He's always here in my. Sub, in, my, penis. In, <laughs> in my subconscious. Okay, okay. Well, you're the one who starts reading dirty fan fiction. It was okay. There was only some dirty parts in that. Okay, it, there was a lot of like other parts in it. Okay. Gazing lovingly into each other's eyes. There's like, Did they perform a duet? No, it like takes. That would have been per- <laughs> what the fuck? I could have written a better fan fiction than this. Well, I mean, it's bad. There's a lot of typos. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so um, Rune is back. And he can't does a picture frame because he's an idiot. <laughs> Michelle is so frustrated with wouldn't him. You, wouldn't you be though? Oh yeah, he's just fucking hopping. They try to like jump up and dust. <laughs> to be honest with you, I've done that. I'm pretty sure. But like four times in a row. Probably I'm lazy as fuck sometimes. <laughs> and like Michelle goes over and he's like, "What are you doing? Just take the picture frame down to dust it." Yeah, he just shows like, him. I was like, "I didn't know you could do that." I thought it was silent. Oh my god, what happened there? I thought a silent alarm was gonna go off. It's like it's not a, it's not the freaking what's it the Louvre with which has the Mona Lisa. Is that Anyways. is that right? Yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so this episode, the concept is that a group of really rich people, yeah, rented out I, the entire inn. Yeah, and it was like, did they want the the, the dinner to be squires and shit? Was it like that was a, a theme? Yeah, they, that was the thing. That that was a theme they chose. Yeah, the theme okay. was Middle England, eighteenth yeah. century England, nineteenth century. Nineteenth century England. Nineteenth century England. There was all I, and the only reason I know that is because at the end, Paris points out to Lorelai. Did you see all the uh, inaccuracies? Yeah. I'm like Paris. We all saw them. Yeah, like relax. <laughs> fucking inn in Connecticut. Um, yeah, so they rented out the whole inn, but they unfortunately got snowed in in Chicago. It's right. the dead of winter. <clears throat> so Lorelai and Suki had the brilliant idea to invite all their friends over, make them stay the night, and they had all that food, so they didn't want anything to go to waste. So that's how the Bracebridge dinner is born. Yeah. I love this episode. And it was the Bracebridge group, right? That was the, that was yeah, the name that of the was company. the name of the group, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the group that got, like, snowed in. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways... Richard is still being an ass. Richard is still being an asshole. That was the most awkward dinner ever. Like I'm gonna have to, I have some work to do. He buttons up his little his oh little God, blazer. He's like, that. please say goodbye before you leave. Like, why don't you just fucking eat your dinner, you asshole? And I feel so bad. Like I feel bad for Emily. I do and, feel bad and for Emily. There's yeah. rare there's rare instances where I feel bad for her, and this is yeah. one of them. Yeah. No, I um I definitely feel bad for Emily. Um, she's like trying to make conversations. She knows, so she, like, she's you. You really get the sense that she's been tiptoeing around her husband for so long, which sucks because you're in your own home. I don't think she's tiptoeing around it. I think she just. I think she. She like because I think she. She even says like 
he's so sensitive and he, he like freaks out over the over any perceived slight that's just and then right? Lorelai says her perceived slight <laughs> like you look fat <laughs> and then everyone's looking at her and it's like well maybe it wasn't so much perceived as a slight <laughs> Oh my but god! But like, she's like tiptoeing around in the sense that like she he she doesn't know what to say. Is yeah, I mean, and like she's, you know? she's kind of like okay, because well, don't so blow sensitive. up. Like yeah. walking on eggshells, I guess is the better. Okay, well, tiptoeing around is a fucking synonym. So same thing. <sighs> Christmas cards. They get Christmas cards. They get Christmas cards before they get Christmas cards. Um, Sherry. No, Christopher calls Lorelai. Yeah. You know, I've watched this episode a lot, and I always forget or block out the fact that Christopher is in Me it. Me too. However. Because <clears> it's <throat> such a beautiful episode, I'm and kind, then he ruins it. I'm kind of mad at you. Why? Because until we'd had that fateful episode in our first season, where we discussed... Chris- I can't express myself no, no. now. I can't shine. <laughs> when we... Did- I said that to my mother the other day because I was singing a song and she told me to shut the fuck up. And I was like, you never let me shine. And this is her response. Oh, shine. And she just walked away. <laughs> well, you... Well, you... She's right. Well, well, you're shining more than... You're shining very bright right now. Just yeah. hold on to that thought. Whatever. In terms... Whatever. In terms of... <laughs> She's throwing her water in her lovely mug at me right now. Finish your sentence. Um, right, Christopher. I was, um, before that episode. Yeah, no, before we had that episode of our podcast, and before we had even started discussing and analyzing this show for this podcast, like, I didn't like Christopher. Like, that was a given. But I didn't really hate him and wasn't repulsed by him until you kind of opened my eyes to it more. Well, that was the goal. Obviously. And you've more than succeeded because now anytime Christopher comes on, I'm like, oh, I can't even. Like, who is this bitch and why is he back? Like, every single time. So I will I will <clears throat> give Christopher some credit in this episode. He's being polite, I guess. I mean, he's being polite. He understands that, like, he's not being like, well, she's my kid too, like, which a lot of people would do. He would say, listen, it's totally your call. He wants Rory to come spend some some of her break with him totally your call you can let me know no 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 i still fucking hate him though but for once yeah i'm actually with lorelei and how lorelei didn't and like so he asks lorelei what does she think she's like well it's kind of up to rory like i'm fine with it but yeah. like you have to ask rory so but Lor- she's clearly not fine with it yeah because Lor- she never tells rory <clears throat> exactly so she so she never gives rory the message and later like rory kind of confronts her about it and she's like lorelei had the moment where she's like does like explains like why she's off, why she's upset it's like that shouldn't you know like he shouldn't get you during the holidays like that's my time whatever and like it's not even really about that it's more about the fact that like on a deeper level um she jelly jelly but it but it's about the fact that like Christopher was able to I don't know uh shape up for Sherry and not for Lorelai listen I get that but it's also a little bit hypocritical of Lorelai because oh for she's sure always well we know that but she's always talking about how she Christopher needs to be more involved in Rory's life and he needs to be there for her and he needs to be more than just like buy her a book every once in a while. And now he actually wants to like have her over and share his life with her. And she's like, this is my time of year. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think (laughs) I'm like dying over here. Um, I don't think it's about. Take some water out of your mug. (laughs) I don't think it's about, um, her, like, I don't think it's about her being like mad about him wanting to spend time with her during her time. Like, I don't think it's about her being her time. I think it's about that she doesn't want him, her to, she doesn't want Rory to spend time with, with him and Sherry. Too. I get it, I know, but it's just <clears throat> I can still point out the fact that she's a giant hypocrite. I mean, of course, she's Lorelai is by nature a hypocrite, but I kind of I, I sympathize with her in this one instance. I sympathize too, but still. Yeah, I know. Wait, I get it. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. That's me doing a Lenny. That's a terrible <laughs> Um, So Christmas cards? Yeah, so the Christmas cards. Um, I want to know, like, do people send Christmas cards with their pictures on it, with their faces? So. I feel like you only do that if you're super rich. Christmas cards. And my, my reaction to this in this episode was Christmas cards with family pictures on them. So, no, not family pictures. It's <clears throat> a giant, ugly baby. <laughs> That I don't know. I don't. I'd have... I zoomed in on that baby. It was really, really <laughs> ugly. Really and then Lorelai hides the picture in Rory's bed at the inn later. <laughs> that's so funny. That's something that my mom would do. No, that's a gross baby. <laughs> um, Listen, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I used to work in a delivery room. Oh boy. 
So I've seen a lot of babies. <laughs> I've seen a lot of freshly baked babies. And none of them are cute. <laughs> it's true. you got to give them a couple of hours at least. To like, you know. Because I would see them, like the lady would give birth and like max two hours later she would go to the other side to the postpartum unit and they'd wheel the baby by me. And I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. No, <laughs> never, never cute. I've seen one cute baby, one newborn cute baby. Oh, so we're talking about newborns, right? Yeah. Like they kind of them. That looked like a newborn in that picture. It probably was. It was probably like the first picture they took of that child ever. No, it was gross. <laughs> it was gross. It's uh, not fond memories <clears throat> from that time. But I do remember um, like getting Christmas, like getting Christmas. Christmas? <laughs> Christmas cards. <laughs> Do you remember? Getting... Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I want the Christmas with my two front teeth. Oh God. Um, Christmas cards like with family pictures on them. I remember getting those. Like I think those have fallen out of style. I Just think like so, with. Too. I wanted to sell them my dog this year. He would not pose. I'm. I don't blame him. Um. <laughs> like I mean, I think like back in the 2000s like before Facebook and Instagram kind yeah. of got popular I think yeah. people would take the time to send people pictures of themselves yeah for sure and now because it's like, I think it's also the only way if you have like family that's elsewhere it's the only way to really see pictures of the baby yeah exactly but like now they have to send them to you now I have, go on and Kathy's put like 87 pictures of the baby doing the same poop face <laughs> and I can't yeah exactly so like since <clears throat> Facebook and Instagram and social media took off it like I don't it's not think, as prevalent. And, like, nobody, like, I think, it, like, it took a lot of time and effort to, like, pose for a family picture to send everybody every year, right? Oh, so I yeah. think, like... It's just, I think, and you forget that we we didn't used to have devices that could just take pictures yeah, exactly. all the fucking time. So... Um, you have to go get film developed. <laughs> and yeah. You have to make a bunch of copies. It was a big effort. So I think, like... It I sounds think, so lazy. I think, <laughs> but it was, though. We never took one, but... No, um, but I think that that's just like one thing. Those kind of Christmas cards have fallen out of style, just you know, based on changing of the the changing of the times. Mm. Um, so Rory invites Paris to the Bracebridge dinner. So and what ends up happening is the Bracebridge group cancels, and then we went over that did already. We? All of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Get your head in the game. Shush. So. They throw a whole. They decide to throw a whole big party for Stars Hollow and invite everybody. Said this. And then Paris ends up coming. Paris ends up coming because she wants Rory to do newspaper work. And she's like, she even says to like she's like handing Rory all the like all the work she has to do and whatever. And then she says, okay, well I'll get to it tomorrow or whatever. She says like, what about tonight? Or no, like, or, like, what are you Paris, doing? Can you get off my <clears throat> dick? Can I have one night where you don't like fucking hound me? She's like, um, she knows she's like, what are you doing tonight? And the Rory's like, uh, well, this, this, like, Paris, you, you came, came to the inn, like, 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 you didn't come to my house, like, you came to like, you know, it was like a big effort to have to like, oh, Paris, like, yeah, I know. Anyway, so, Paris, but anyway, she ends up inviting Paris. Yeah, and so she even like she asks Paris like very, you know. Uh, politely, she's like, "Ball, you gotta stay." What are you? What are you up to? Like, what are you doing tonight? She's like, "Well, um, I'll probably just like continue reading the Iliad or play Monopoly or like with her Portuguese nanny." Yeah, the first time she ever mentions her Portuguese nanny. Mm-hmm. Also, she takes a phone. Well, she calls her nanny to tell her, "You don't need a nanny. You're 17." <laughs> she calls her nanny to tell but her she doesn't have any parents. Like, she I mean, does, she but, like, parents. they're gone. They're, like... Whatever. So, I... she calls her nanny to tell her that she's going to be staying with Rory, and she speaks Portuguese. Does she actually speak Portuguese? Is it Portuguese or Spanish? No, it's a Portuguese nanny. Yeah, I know, but was she she speaking Spanish to her? She's speaking Portuguese, I think. Do you know what Portuguese sounds like? I mean, I know what Spanish sounds like, and it sounded funky. (laughs) So that's why I think it's Portuguese. Probably, I mean, yeah. Can somebody who speaks Portuguese confirm? (laughs) I I really want to know. But, like, in the, the... Then there's the other episode in season two where Paris comes by the night where Rory's by herself. Yeah. And then... Jess comes over in that whole pandemonium. That's also a great episode. Yeah, I love that one. Pandemonium ensues, and she calls, but she calls her nanny again to say, like, she's like, yeah, but does she speak Portuguese or she just speaks in English? I don't know, but she says mucho mac and cheese. Isn't mucho fucking weird? Isn't mucho? Is that Spanish? Yeah, but you sound very white right now. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, Liberal, liberal white guilt. Go back to Christmas. (laughs) I don't have a lisp, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Anyway, Paris. Uh, Paris stays. Yeah, but like. Par- and is a 
fucking buzzkill. And we get, but we get a glimpse in, into the fact that like Paris has no life outside of being a student. Rereading the Iliad a third time is, is not, not a waste of time. Yes, not, it is, Paris. It's not not doing anything. Paris, yes, it is. You're a fucking nerd. I'm not pathetic, but like that was me though. Like that to me, like I know, but if somebody... I wouldn't have been, re- I wouldn't have been reading the Iliad. But... No, but listen, if you went to go drop off something, like let's assume it's a Friday, it's Christmas break at least. There's no school. You went to go drop off something at the inn. You went out of your way. Then you're going back home to reread the Iliad, like, and somebody's offering for you to stay for dinner. Just fucking yeah. shut the fuck up about the, the Iliad and just stay for dinner. Yeah. Okay, that wasn't me, but like, you know. I, but I, I did know people like that in school. It was just like school was their entire identity. I get it, but no. <laughs> no. Do something. So there's a lot of Rory and Jess foreshadowing. There in, is. In this episode. It's the first episode I think that we get real Rory and Jess substance. Because think... all their conversations before have been kind of surface level. Well, their first, in, the, in, in his first episode... That scene, that final scene was pretty. Okay, she finds out he reads. Great. <laughs> well, it's you know. Congrats. <laughs> Everyone reads except for Dean. Exactly. Oh, whatever. But I, I have to say, Jess said something that we've all been thinking. What do you and Dean? What do you and Dean talk about? And he was genuine. He was like, "No, I'm serious. What do you and Dean talk about? Lots of things. Name one." Yeah, and she name could, one she, thing. And Rory. she couldn't even name name anything. No, no, it was terrible. Um, but Rory refers to Dean as her kind of guy. I don't know what that means. I'm like, I want to know how is a 16 year old girl supposed to know her kind of. No, guy? no, it was no. It like was I don't know, cringe. Like, like it was cringe, but cringe. Like, like, I'm not gonna say like, obviously like when you, by 16 like you know what you like, but like at the same time. Isn't isn't Dean Roy's only boyfriend until then? Yeah. So like, how you know what I mean? Like she's kind of like she's kind of losing herself in her age <laughs> at this time. I think you know what I mean. Like, I think it's more to try and prove to Jess that like yeah, I still like my boy. Like I have a boyfriend. Like you know, she gets defensive is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Yeah. Um, like I'm not gonna say she doesn't not like Dean anymore at this point. but I feel No, like, I still think she likes Dean, but... I feel like it's starting to fall apart. That look at the end of the episode was very telling. <laughs> and Dean picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's starting to see that there's other things out there. I'm not saying that she doesn't love him anymore. You shouldn't, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that I think she's tra- she's kind of starting to see that, like, it's not just him. You know? Yeah, and like I think it's like almost like a sweater, you know, like like a knit like a knit sweater. What's happening right now? It's a metaphor. Can I can I finish? Right. So it's a weird ass metaphor. You know, like when you have like a like a knit sweater or something that you've knit, you knit, you know. I knit, yeah. And like when you like when you pull one thread and the whole thing comes unraveled. Oh god. So I feel like I feel like Jess kind of picked at the thread and now the Love whole it. and now the whole sweater is coming. Pick it, Jess. Pick it. And now the whole thread. Now the whole. Um, I think Jess take a hike. The whole sweater is coming unraveled. Yeah. We're gonna get to that though, in season three. Well, yeah, but season three shit goes down. It's going down for real. Um, I've never been on a horse-drawn sleigh or carriage ride. I have ride. not have either. You? So in the episode... We have those in Montreal, but they're yeah, torture devices. Yeah, the horses are not treated Poor very horses. nice. Poor um, Yeah, so in the in, in as part of the Bracebridge dinner, they had... Sleigh rides. Was that was that part of the of the dinner, or did Lorelai add that in? Lorelai, I think, was always going to surprise the guests with it. Okay, and then she had... Because, I mean, I, I doubt on such short notice she could have, like, just found a bunch of guys with sleighs. Um... The sleigh ride. So I observed that, that the sleigh rides through stars through stars hollow prove that the layout of the town make no sense. Oh zero, because as soon as Rory and Jess left, they were right next to Luke. Like where's the like? You but can the tell inn you- is always like whenever they pan out on the inn, it's always like on top of a hill. So I have no idea. If, yeah, like you no can sense. tell that it's a green screen, obviously when they're. When they're being pulled around town, which is fine, but like you know, what I, but like you know what I mean. The there's, town looks so pretty. There's a lot. Like there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of like you know Buzzfeed articles where it's like things about Gilmore Girls that make no sense. Yeah, it's but like, again, can we just like it's a fucking show. Yeah, I know. Just but it's just funny how we, we try po- doing a sleigh ride on a show. It's just funny how like it's true that, that the layout of Stars Hollow makes oh, it really no doesn't. sense. It doesn't. That's even fine. like even in later episodes like. Where the high school is compared to Luke's always changes. It always seems closer when, like, Jess is going through this whole thing with his car. Mm-hmm. Somebody stole his car. 
She's like, just go right across the street to the high school. That's not where it is, though. <laughs> it's like two blocks away. The, 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 the lake that Luke pushes him into is apparently right next to the fucking high True. school. But it's not. <laughs> and we don't ever see that lake. Ever again. Yeah, we do. After. Yeah, we do. Season. Yes, we do. When do we see it again? We see it in season three. Yeah. We see it in season, I think, four also. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's just through the magic of television, they have to move some shit around. <laughs> yeah. All right? It's, you get it. Yeah. Anyways. So the dinner is really funny. Jackson is the squire. Is he a squire or is, is he the lord? I think he's the lord. And and Rune is a squire? <laughs> Rune, who's such like such a dolt. Yeah. Uh, Suki's quizzing them because Rune is a waiter yeah. and he has to speak in Old English. So Suki's quizzing them if somebody wants to know what time the meal is coming out. Rune, what do you say? Good day! Oh, Lord. Oh, Rune, no. And then, you try, and then Rune's changing. In, Rune is changing in the kitchen. Like, come on. My thighs are so big! And he's like caressing his thigh. <laughs> oh, Could you imagine? Oh, that's fucking like, gross. Is this the last time we see Rune? Uh, I'm not sure. I think we see him in one more episode in season two. In any event, I'm more than, like, he, obviously he... Like, honestly, it's really comedic relief, but at this point, I'm like, I'm done with you. Stop caressing your thigh next to the food. <laughs> honestly, he, he provides enough... My thighs are so big! <laughs> honestly, he, he provides enough fodder for us here. Yeah, for sure. But, like... But it's over. Rune, get Stop. out. Yeah. Um. Richard and Emily. We're going to talk about Richard and Emily. We're going to talk about Richard and Emily. So, Rich, so in the previous episodes richard had been you know unhappy at work specifically in the um coming out party episode yeah we get it it's a debutante ball i didn't say cotillion why are you yelling at me i didn't yell at you shush um so richard was richard had been like you know moody feeling pushed out i guess at work and was kind of getting the feeling that he was um he he used the phrase phased out phased out phased out yeah yeah so, in at the Bracebridge dinner, they're t- um, Richard and Emily are like sitting with uh, like Miss Patty. Yeah, of. they're sitting in front of Taylor and um, Babette and Maury, and Miss Patty's there, and um, I think like Bootsy before he got really drunk <laughs> and started playing the. Sp- Hotel he Cal- playing Hotel California banging spoons on his stomach. <laughs> I've lost track of how many beers I've had. Seven, seven. <laughs> says Clara. Yeah, says the seven-year-old. <laughs> Anyways, so he's telling them a story about when he was in Prague, whatever. Anyways, Taylor ends up making a comment like, I've never met insurance pe- like an insurance person that wasn't dull or something. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm glad to be rid of them. And then Taylor's like, are you retired? And like longest pause ever. And Emily's like, no, he's not retired. He's like, well, yes, I am. You're like, God damn, Richard, you don't want to tell Emily? Yeah. Like, Emily and, was very upset. And then later... I mean, I think everyone was... Lorelai and Rory seemed very upset, too. I think they were more upset for their mother. Yeah, and they were upset, they were upset that there was there had been a breakdown in communication, I think. Okay, well, welcome to the Gilmore world. <laughs> so then later, uh, Emily comes to Rory and Lorelai's room and is like, I can't sleep in that. Any, any different room. She's like, the whole room, the whole place is booked. Yeah, you idiot. The whole place is full. She's like, well, I can't sleep in that room. So she ends up like, you know, staying there for all of 30 seconds. She's like, I'm going for a walk. I'm not tired. And ends up finding her husband in the, I don't know, lobby. Foyer lobby, Foyer, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, they kind of resolve the issue. They kind of resolve. Yeah, like he, he explains that, you know, he wasn't happy there anymore. He wasn't being treated properly. And Laura even said, like, that job was killing him. It's off. true. Like, like, look, you you saw how, like, out of character. He wasn't even, like, bonding with Rory, which is on Friday night, Friday night dinners, he, like, always has great conversation with Rory. He wasn't doing that anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't excited about her coming out. He showed up late. He didn't go to, like, social engagements, whatever. It was uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. So it was definitely killing him. He wasn't happy, and he explained that to her. And if he had just done that in the fucking first place, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Richard... I think... And I think I said, I said this before. He doesn't... Like, clearly doesn't know how to healthily process his own emotions. None of them do. Yeah, well... None of... Like, Laure, yeah, Lorelai, for, for sure, is No, none doesn't. of the characters do... <laughs> 
No, Roy doesn't either. Neither, yeah. It's neither true. does Jess. Neither does Dean. Neither does Logan. Neither does Luke. Neither does Li- like. I can go on and on. Neither does Lane. Neither does Mrs. Kim. Like nobody knows how to. Can I just have one mentally sane person? Babette. <laughs> Babette kind of collects gnomes. <laughs> so do you. I'm not mentally sane. <laughs> Uh, do you think emily was more mad about the fact that he didn't tell her or the fact that like she realized this was going to be a big financial strain on her no i don't i don't think it was i don't think she was concerned about that yeah but you definitely think you definitely get the impression that richard thought that because he's sitting there in the lobby doing their finances at midnight you know what i mean i think no emily was upset that he was going through all this and he shut her out he should have told her yeah um but like at least at least he like apologizes and explains what was going on. Yeah, know? it was like they reach, they like, reach a compromise. For yeah, sure. and like they, like not even a compromise. They re- they reach a place of understanding. Yeah, and like I don't, I'm not gonna say Emily, one hundred percent understands why, she, like he kind of shut her out. Yeah, like, we as the audience kind of get it, but I think she, she was kind she was just looking, for to, she was looking to be included yeah. in her husband's life. Yeah. You know, because so. even when the debutante ball is happening, he's like, you have no idea what's going on at work. And she's like, I know everything that's going on at mm-hmm. work. But clearly there's shit that he's not telling her and she just wants to be a part of it. I will say it's very rare to see Kelly Bishop and Edward Herman acting in a scene alone together. True. Like it happens rarely in the show. When it does, it's so great. No, yeah. Like the but, looks that they give each other, like you can tell they're seasoned. It's only like I mean? there's, there's only like certain glimpses you you ever see yeah. where it's like. Not only is it great for the story, I find like as an audience watching that acting, I'm like, yes, <laughs> show everybody else how it's done. Just like when she's just like when she's like, I'm gonna have two glasses, of, two glasses of wine. At oh, lunch. that scene is the best. When we get to that scene, I'm gonna lose my shit. Number one, prostitutes don't like have two glasses of wine at lunch. Well. Cut, what well, is it? Well, get well, me a boa. Well, well, buy me a boa and drive me to Reno because I am open for business. Honestly, when we get to that episode, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Don't you go out the window. I'm going out the window. Yeah, that was the best. We lose our pants. Her skirt. Her skirt. In any case, it was really great to see that because, like we said, it's rare in the story anyways, but, like, that acting was really, really well done. Yes, it was. And it was great to see something a little bit more dramatic. Than like an actually dramatic than Lorelai being dramatic. I think Kelly Bishop is like she's a, a theater actress. Yeah, and I think well, that, well so is he. Yeah, um, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> That's where I think the drama comes from. Yeah, you, know, you gotta I, you gotta emote way more on on uh, stage. And I think uh, Kelly Bishop is probably the most underrated actress of the whole series. I think so too. I, I think a lot of people got more um, were more impressed with her in a year in the life. I mean, I was like, yeah, but I no, think... no, but I mean, what I what I mean to say is, I think she was very one dimensional in the, the the original series, in that she was she lived to take care of her husband. Yeah, like that was her role. She was a wife. I think she went through an emotional roller coaster, and it showed us a bunch of different sides of her in a year in the life. Yeah, okay, for that's sure. what I mean. That's when I think people started noticing a little bit more. I always thought she was great. She has great scenes. It's whatever, but yeah. I've actually so I've actually only seen a year in the life all the way through once. Like I started rewatching it a little bit last summer, but then I didn't really finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've only seen it all the way through once, and like it wasn't really like anything special for me. Like I was like, no, I, I don't think so. But I think the highlight for me was definitely her yeah. performance. Her storyline was definitely the best storyline out of everyone. Yeah. So all that she got some kind of closure. Yeah. All of that to say like. If you're only if you if it took you until a year in the life to realize that Kelly Bishop is amazing, like that's you're on, wrong. like that's on you. Yeah. And my and since we're on the topic of a year in the life, and I didn't bring it up earlier when we were talking about the possibility of more Neil more girls, but like no, like no, what, why? like why do we need more? Like, ugh. I think if anything. Like that's what pisses me off. I think people only want more because they didn't like how it ended. I don't think that, like maybe, but I don't even think that's what it's about. I think it's just like, just like just keeping the candle lit forever. It's like okay, the show is over. We got, but then we I got. Said, but isn't that what I said last time when we were talking about Scott Patterson? Yeah. Like, if you don't like the way it ended, sorry, that's how it ended. 
no one is gonna not everyone is gonna be happy with the way it ends that's how it ended that's how they chose to end it live with that decision and move on yeah i mean for sure you would definitely watch it though yeah i would but it's like i feel like it reaches a certain point where money and profit becomes i don't the soul becomes becomes more becomes more listen honestly i don't think that amy sherman palladino is doing it for money no she's not but like like she did not need to do a year in the life for money no she didn't and i probably did it for her because she didn't get closure because she wasn't there for season seven definitely but now that she did a year in the life i feel like it's over for her too she's moved on exactly but listen i'm still bitter about how a year year, (laughs) i'm always bitter but i'm still bitter about how a year in the life ended on a cliffhanger like i think i'm pretty sure i texted you the weekend that i finished watching it and i was like but why like the whole point of the of a a revival was to like you know get a glimpse into every into all the characters lives now the whole point of the revival was but we don't okay but the point of a revival in general is not to then leave the door open for more. No, like, the show is over. Listen Bl- to me. The candle's blown out. Like, come on. Should have done into the mic. <laughs> um, no, because, listen, I think the revival was for Amy. ASP. I don't think the revival <laughs> was for us. Really, I don't believe that. Okay. I don't think it was for us. I think it was for her. Obviously, because she wasn't there for the last season. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think... That's why I don't think she cared that she ended it on a cliffhanger. So why do we need more then? I don't know if we're <laughs> getting more and I don't know if she wants more. What I'm saying is people want more because of the cliffhanger. But I think in her mind, she'd be fine with just leaving it like that. Do you feel attacked right now? <coughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> um, I've had this conversation a lot. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like... The like, f- you and I definitely want, not want more, but I, we wouldn't be opposed to more because it ended on a cliffhanger. She's like, I'm good. In my head, I know. That's the other problem. I'm not in her head. Yeah. She knows how it ends. Like, she knows when Rory's 90. Like, you know what I mean? I don't... I'm not in her head. Like, I think I, I would have been more satisfied with the ending of A Year in the Life if... If there was no pregnancy. No, like, I would have been fine if she'd been, like... If it had been, like, less less dramatic and less less, less of, a, like, a, a sharp closing of, like, I'm pregnant at the end. Like, it would have been, like, yeah. Mom, I'm pregnant. And, like, la, 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 at the end. Like, kind of, like, loose end. Mom, I'm pregnant, but I have a plan, and this is what's happening, and then I'm not. No, not even that. I would have been oh. fine. I would have been fine with her saying she's pregnant. Whatever. Cut to another scene. This is how it ends. Like, I would have been fine with loose ends. I, I'm, but a cliffhanger, but the way that it ended was. every show has loose ends. Every show. Okay, but first of all... Even the way Friends ended. Loose ends. What do you mean? Friends? Friends tied up, like, everything. No. Not in my eyes. Okay, what did they not tie up? No, not in my eyes. Okay, give me an example. No, I'm not gonna get into it now. It's another episode. We can talk about it later, (laughs) me and you. But I feel like every show is not gonna end the way you want it to end. So, in your mind, there's always loose ends. Okay, but listen to to this then. Because Mm -hmm. the first time that I watched Gilmore Girls... The whole general consensus within the fandom that I saw at the time was that the last season sucks and the ending sucks. The ending of the original show sucks. And then when I got to season seven, which was before A Year in the Life came out, it was right before it came out, like I, like a month before. And like, I was not, like, I was satisfied. Like, I liked, I was okay with the ending I liked, too. I liked the last episode of season seven. Like, I, like I'm confused when people, when, like, I read in, like, Lauren Graham's memoir when she was, like, we were hoping for season eight or whatever. Like, but, like, you could tell the show was ending. Like, it was, like, might not have been confirmed, like, this was the last season. But, like, you could tell from the storylines and the way the last episode ends, like, it's over. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, over. But I don't, like, I so I don't really get why a lot, like, my opinion, obviously, that I think the the, the series finale is satisfying. Like, I get why people wanted more Luke and Lorelai and whatever well, but like yeah. okay so a, a lot of fans weren't happy with the last season and weren't happy with the series finale in my opinion the series I liked the series finale season 7 was trash but I liked the series finale season 7 had its moments I think but like we got the revival and Amy Sherman Palladino was in the driver's seat she was there for all of it she did it all why do we need more I'm not saying we need more that's what I said so, so that's what I that's, that's what I say like my, 
like where do money and profits start to play a part? It's like you're making more Gilmore Girls for what to like, and it would, it would, it would be just like Amy Sherman Palladino to do another revival and then end it on a cliffhanger again. I'm like, you're doing this to me on purpose. You're trolling Honestly, us. Honestly, but the thing is, I don't think she's in it for the money. And I think I don't she's... think she's in it for the money, but I think Warner Brothers would be. Oh, Netflix well, is in it for the money. Like... But I'm saying, I don't think, I think her reasoning for ending it on a cliffhanger is because it was her first show that got a lot of success. She knows how invested the fandom is. It's become something of a cult, like uh, has something of a cult following. 100%. She, I think for her, she wants to leave a slight crack, like the door opens slightly so that if she ever feels the need to come back to it, to come back to this project that was her baby, that she knows she already has fans. Like she doesn't have to win everyone over, you know, she will always leave that door open for herself. Yeah, I mean, it's from a... I don't think it has anything to do with money on her part. I think it just has something to do with her creative process. Yeah, so I'm not going to... Like, we don't know if... if let's, Again, I don't know if I can name sure yeah. you know, Maybe she's like, I want all the money. But like, you know, let's let's hypothetically say Amy Sherman Palladino isn't gonna, wouldn't have, you know, a, a big hand in the new revival. Hypothetically, if it exists. Let's yeah. say let's say hypothetically there is... I don't is, think she would give the rights to There isn't... No, I'm saying like she would be involved, but like maybe wouldn't write it or maybe wouldn't be the but executive I don't think, producer. But what I'm saying is I don't think she would do that. No. I don't think that after a revival that she wrote and directed and did all this shit with and purposely left the door open in my mind... Like, I don't think she, she did all that just to say, here, you take the reins and I'll be a consultant. I don't think she would do that. No? No. Like, well, because we know for a fact she, she didn't, she did not like how season seven played out. No, I know. But I will say the way season seven ended, that's how she always wanted to end the show. Yeah, well, because... She wanted to end the show with Rory graduating college and going off into the world. Yeah, so there were so, like, obviously the people who worked on season seven were a lot... There were still a lot of people who worked under her. Yeah. Like, they... they, they so they knew what her vision was. It's just the execution kind of fell short at some point. Yeah, exactly. All of that to say, I'm just saying, like, me personally, I don't see the real... I don't see the need for more Gilmore Girls. Like, I, I understand why people might, you know be ups- not upset but my people might want more because they end on a cliffhanger what happens next like use your imagination seriously go read some fan fiction like blow out the light i'll blow out the candle turn off the light i'll send you my i'll send you the, the sean Mendes and nick jonas fan fiction don't read like that. that'll don't read that <laughs> like you know what i mean like just you shush. How I get like it. just it doesn't make sense i get sense it to i'm me. not saying i disagree with you i'm just i'm i'm saying what i think this is a show about opinions, and that is my opinion. <laughs> that was a view. Um, yeah, another another reference to the view. Like I, but you know what I mean. Like I'm I just. I get it. I'm you don't just, have to keep asking me if I know what you mean. I know what you mean. All of that to say. How did you get here from the Bracebridge dinner? In my opinion, I just don't feel it. I don't feel the need for more Grandma Girls, and I think people who want more are probably just want more because I don't know cliffhanger and like I don't see that as a reason to make more honestly I think there's two camps I think either you en- it ended on a cliffhanger and you really want to know what happens and you're one of those people that wants all the strings to be tied and everything in a nice little bow and you will never be satisfied unless it ends the way you want to end but nobody can ever be satisfied never. especially when it's Number such, one. such a cult and the other one is there's people that just want it because it's comforting because yeah. but then watch then watch reruns like watch do no, what I'm I doing get it watch it before bed it helps me sleep oh like God. okay I can't speak clearly today as she wraps herself in her shawl I was gonna say your blanket scarf your blarf oh no <laughs> this is also the episode since you said blarf where Suki's like I'm sad and I'm mad I'm smad smad <laughs> melancholy is the word you were looking for Mel- yeah anything else for this episode well, shall we uh, circle back around to the Bracebridge dinner? Was there anything else that uh, we need to cover before, since I went on my rant about a year in the life? Um, all I wanted to say, I think all I wanted to say, is, you know at the end, where Jess and Rory give each other a meaningful look, mm-hmm. and Dean is, like, doing this <laughs> thing where he's, like, looking between them, and he's starting to pick up on the fact that, like, your girlfriend gone. And I'm saying, eat it, Dean! Yeah. Suck it! Yeah. I think it's it's... <laughs> You're just kidding. That was too much. Um, Stick it. Shut up your ass. No, I think it's uh, it's time. It's time for it to go. You can tell, and I'm just like, yeah. and I get mad. And I'm relieved. Single, I get mad every single time because you know they draw it out until season three. It's fucking terrible. Till that fateful episode with the dance marathon. Oh my god, that's the twelfth episode. I know. 
So the drop. So like we're literally a whole other season because we're at like season ten. We're halfway season ten. through season episode ten of Can season. You You're in the life season ten. <laughs> oh lord. We're halfway in there. Which Rory has a baby. <laughs> That's what people want. And I, you know what? I, can we just go back to the a year in the life for now? Um, you know what I think would be a great thing? What? If Rory did not have the baby and just spent her whole life with Paris. <laughs> That's what I thought. There's a lot of... Being the nanny <laughs> and going up to the third floor. <laughs> I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, I don't see Rory as a mother. There's a lot of people in the fandom who would agree with that. Yeah. Let Rory be the career woman she always wanted to be. I don't even, like... See, she's trolling us. Amy Sherman Palladino is trolling us okay. by ending it the way she did because, like you said, it was her baby. She, wanted, she may want to keep the door open no matter what she would do. Mm-hmm. That I completely see, agree with, whatever. Wrap it up, wrap it up. You shush. Are you the executive producer? Of this show, yes. <laughs> um, the Bill Getty of the show. The Bill Getty. Like, I get it, but she's trolling us because she knows that, like, Leaving, leaving, leaving the you door. Point that thing in my face. Leaving the door open the way she did, it just leads us to speculate, like we're doing right now, and driving us crazy. So she's trolling. Shit. So she's trolling us. Okay. We see you, bitch, and we are not falling for it. That's I am not. That's not me. Please come on our podcast. You literally said last episode. You literally said no, two episodes ago. You're like, image your impact. You know, do better. And when I said that, I said do better, but for the for a, a scene in Gilmore Girls. And when I said trashing your whole fucking career choices. And then when I said that in our first season, you were like, no, we want our podcast. Well, we both trashed her now. So Scott Patterson is never coming on, and Amy Sherman Powell, you know, Scott Patterson's is, definitely never coming on, and Amy is not coming on either. You can follow us on Twitter at Gilmore Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram at Gilmore Girls Podcast. We're very bitter and heated today. Relax, I'm not that bitter. Um, I'm next, bitter. I'm heated. Our next matchup for the Gilmore Girls bracket. Yes. You know what the next matchup is? What's the next matchup? Next matchup is episode 113, Concert Interruptus, mm-hmm. versus episode 121, Love Daisies and Troubadours. Ooh. The Bangles or the Troubadour? I know my answer. We'll reveal it next time. We'll <laughs> let you vote, okay? Anything else you wanted to add, Jeffrey? Well, all of, all of the details for the bracket will be on our yes. social media. Yeah. Elaine spent way too much time making it. So, so much time where hope, I should have been doing other things. Yeah, so we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. We hope it causes a lot of debate, except if you're Team Dean. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we got We're going to tr- ban you like that lady. <laughs> and we got into trouble with Team Dean a while ago, so we don't want to fall down that rabbit bring hole. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> that one bitch, bring it. There were so many... The comments on the tweet, remember? Uh, that was... That was such a drama. All right. Wait, so, wait, wait. Oh. Can they email us? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Gilmorepodcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. We'll see you next time. Yes, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.